Rich Risfit with American Ag Network here. I'm out at Dakota Fest in Mitchell, South Dakota, and I'm with Matt Karen here. Uh, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us who you're with and what you do. Hello, I'm Matt Karen. I'm the legend sales agronomist for primarily the eastern Dakotas, uh, western edge of Minnesota, and down into Iowa, Nebraska. This is the trade area I cover, but I'm the technical agronomist and sales support for Legend Seeds. Uh, well, very good. So you've been out in the fields this year. How are, how are crops looking this year? I would describe this year as extremely spotty. In fact, yesterday I was down in northwest Iowa and saw within about an eight-mile range or an eight-mile distance apart some stuff up in the Luss Hills that was some of the best-looking corn that I've seen all year. We went about eight miles away down into the Missouri River flat and there was corn burned up with no ears on it, nothing developing. It was pretty significant, uh, the differential just between the heat units that they had accrued and the stress in not even a full 10 miles distance apart from each other. So I've seen that all over, not just there, but that was the most striking differential in a short space of time or period of time that I've seen. Well, and yeah, it seems to be a, a, a tale of the haves and the have-nots. And like you said, uh, very spotty, back and forth. Uh, you know, overall, though, how are things looking out there? I would say that everything's shaping up decent this year. Um, there's been a couple of challenges that I I don't know if, how surprising you might say. Uh, one thing that I noticed early on is it took a while, even though it didn't seem like we had a really cool spring, but it took a long time for me to consistently get soil temps greater than 60 degrees at two inch seeding depth. In fact, my primary research location that I operate by Lake Preston, South Dakota, it was the 10th of June before I got a 60 degree temp at two inches and before it stayed there. And that really, there's, there's a lot of slow development that just accrued from that. But after that point, we caught up on a lot of heat. Uh, a lot of areas got a decent amount of moisture and caught up and we kind of shaped up for the most part. But again, then we had places where there was extreme heat stress that occurred and there was a bunch of other, um, a bunch of other factors that came along that uh, have made it a very spotty year, like I was saying, where 10 miles difference and it can make a huge difference. Uh, are you seeing any pest pressure out there at the moment or any uh, anything else? So the the biggest pest, biggest pest concern that I am really going to be ringing the bell this fall in our fall meetings is corn rootworm pressure. Uh, the CRW I have seen this year has been way more significant than I've seen in the last 10 years. Uh, why don't you just cut it off there? Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> so, do you have more? Yeah, I do. I want to say more there. But we'll let the background in. So if you're going to edit this, I'll just yeah, kind no. of start. Yep. So what I would say, the biggest pest concern that has developed has been corn rootworm. We've seen more CRW across the trade area this year than I have seen in probably close to a decade personally where i think this has been playing out as we hit seven eight years ago or so we hit a low point in market price and a lot of guys were cutting back on inputs and one of the things that fell off on the input demand was traded rootworm traded corn and i understand that there was a heck of a lot of guys and i was even probably a part of that 
uh, seeing success with guys backing off on some of the traits and some of the insecticide and still having success. So we, we migrated away from some of those control measures we, that didn't hurt us for a number of years, but about three years ago was the first time on heavy corn on corn acres we were starting to see trait alone failures and I do not think that was solely the fault of the trait we were just getting rootworm numbers built up enough that they were overcoming the trait. Last year we had a lot more issues pop up but it was almost all located on on the corn on corn acre not the rotated acre but now this year I am seeing significant pressure even on rotated acres on a much greater expanded geography so I think we probably ran out of our window of opportunity there after decades of controlling the rootworm really really well now we've we're going back into a cycle where a combination of the populations and the fact that we didn't have the control measures there are catching back up with us and that is something that we have to talk about for the future. Okay, and well, tell us how Legend Seeds can help our producers and everyone else out there. Well, as far as specific to the rootworm concern, we're offering the full gamut of traits. One unique thing about Legend Seeds is that we collaborate and work with just about every genetic supplier in the industry. Therefore, we we can bring bear-traded products and genetrated products, corteva-traded products, to the customer that can address that. I am gonna say though, just wearing the straight agronomy hat, not just the product management, it's gonna take, at where we're concerned with this rootworm, it's gonna take a couple years to ramp up production of those products that can address the rootworm. So during that time, we really need to think about increasing our insecticide application and thinking more about rotations in order to address that. But that being said, where where we have rootworm traits as an option. Legend Seeds, in my opinion, from the different groups that I have worked with, we are working with the broadest group of suppliers in the industry to bring the most choice to the customer of products that can help address any agronomic problem, not just the rootworm. Perfect. Uh, give us some final thoughts. Final thoughts are just really be paying attention to what's going on out in the field. I mean, a lot of this is bringing to people's attention that there's issues out there that they have rightfully, a lot of guys are busy with livestock and they're busy with maybe off-farm enterprises and stuff that they're doing that they don't catch some of this, that uh, when when we have a shift in our insect pressure, shift in what's going on in the environment from year to year, just really be paying attention as much as possible or else working with a reputable agronomist group who can help be on top of these things so that you're shifting your operation quickly and not depending on depending on getting blindsided before you know that there's a problem on your farm you've got to address. Well, perfect. Well, Matt, thanks for spending a little bit of time with us. Thank you very much.